Episode 263. Wait until your words have weight. Hey y'all, welcome to the Empowering Educators Podcast. I am Gretchen, your host and expert lesson learner. I'm a national board certified elementary teacher turned teacher, trainer, and coach. All the lessons I've learned and am learning on my edgy journey, I share with you right here. From every silly mistake to the most glorious successes, you're going to hear stories and strategies that will inspire you to become your best. I have to warn you, as an educator, I can't help but hold you accountable for doing the work. So every episode, I leave you with practical, tangible next steps so you can implement your learning and maximize your impact. Whether you're teaching a lesson or learning one yourself, there's always a lesson if you're willing to pay close attention. Elite educators, that's the secret to staying empowered. Bring on today's lesson. Hey, Elite Educators, Gretchen here of Always a Lesson. I am the host of the Empowering Educators podcast. My goal in every episode is to ensure you stay empowered, to continue to hone your craft. We are just losing too many great teachers to other professions. And so I'm doing my best to provide guidance and inspiration. That way you retain your elite educator status and continue impacting your students and colleagues for generations to come. I am excited to be in your ear today talking all about waiting until it's the right moment so that what you have to say will actually land and create change. So if you're a teacher leader, this is especially for you, but always these lessons I share apply to everyone. Happy Easter by the time you are hearing this. It has passed, um, and it's also our spring break this week, so by the time you hear it, I will be back in the swing of things, but right now, I've got all the kids home. We're actually not on vacation yet, because we are going to Disney in a month, actually two and a half weeks. Woo! So we are saving up all our vacation for them. I know many of you are closing out the school year right now. You're just doing your best to provide some sort of consistency and adding in a little novelty so everyone is excited and wants to show up and do their best. And I hear you. It is a challenging time. You're almost there. Hang in, smile, bring the energy, bring the funk, and everyone's going to have a good time. We, d- we deserve to enjoy our job, and the kids deserve to enjoy the learning process. So give it all you got. I know we're almost on empty in our tanks, but you've got a little more. I bet you can put down the gas pedal and do a great job. Also, don't forget if you're a teacher leader and administrators now to join us at our summer virtual conference. I'm going to be keynoting, talking all about leaving a legacy of leadership. No matter what your role in education is, you know, you will have an impact and it will survive well past wherever you go next and whatever role you take on. And so it's important that we are very intentional with what we do and how we do it because it does leave a ripple effect. So please make sure you join me. I will leave the link to join the conference. Make sure you do it quick because the prices do go up as it gets closer. I'll put it in the show notes. Go to alwayslesson.com, click on podcast episodes. You'll find this one and the link will be right there. All right, so the rationale for this episode, because you know what? I love to tell you where these crazy ideas come from. 
As you know, I host a teacher leader mastermind, which, by the way, in the fall will kick off again. So in August, I'll be reaching out to you asking if you're interested to join us. We try and cap it at 10. That way it stays, you know, really intimate and you get to know everybody and can support one another. But I digress. The point of it is recently we have been discussing a lot about how virtual instruction has really changed our leadership roles because now we're trying to catch up. We're trying to learn what worked and integrate that. We're still trying to wear many hats. And because of that, sometimes teachers are like, let me just close my door and try and get everyone back on track. I'm not interested in trying anything new. I don't want any help right now. Literally, I'm trying to survive. And I get it. The downside that of that is the leadership role requires you to help and partner with teachers. And so right now, teachers are telling many coaches, like, I, I'm not interested. I don't want to partner together. I don't, <laughs> please just leave me alone. And part of the partnership work is giving feedback on what you're noticing and how you can help them grow and and what changes and tweaks could be made from, you know, just an outside perspective and also being able to jump into other classrooms and, and pull all the greatness out of everybody and say, let's replicate this in, in every room if we can. And so it got us talking all about, you know, why is our feedback not landing? Well, if you're not wanted in the classroom to partner together, they probably don't care much of what you have to say, even if you're right. And so I thought, okay, this whole discussion we're having about feedback, I need to also share it on the podcast because I think it goes much deeper than we're giving it credit. Feedback really, in order for it to create change, has got to be at the right time with the right relationship between the two people, the right approach based on their personality and what they're facing so that they're ready to receive it. Because otherwise, it's just wasted time and energy and air. <laughs> so if we're going to take the step to leave feedback, then, you know, we need to make sure it's worth it. And so that got me thinking, oh, okay, we need to wait, W-A-I-T, for the wait, W-E-I-G-H-T, meaning words have weight only when you value who it's coming from. And so if you wait until the relationship is where it needs to be, then when you speak, those words will have weight and that feedback will then actually promote change. You see where I'm going with this? Okay, so let me pause here and, and make this make sense. Have you ever been talking to someone and they just interrupt you with some unsolicited advice and you're like, wait, who asked you? You know, even if their advice is 100% correct, it just doesn't matter because you didn't ask for it. You don't even maybe have a relationship deep enough with this person to even value what they have to say or whatever their insight might be. Maybe you don't go way back with this person or maybe they don't know the full picture or maybe you just don't trust their knowledge or their experience or maybe you're just not in the right place or mindset or just the right time to even hear it. You know, sometimes we just got to vent and we're not even, we don't want the solution yet. We just got to talk and feel bad about ourselves, have the pity party or whatever. Here's the thing though. Feedback can be powerful in positive and negative ways. It's powerful to move you forward or backward, depending on how it's delivered. And who is giving it is actually that first layer to determine if the feedback will actually land and most importantly, stick. 
I mean, someone could tell me the exact same thing, but I will only actually hear it from the one person who I admire and I care for and I value. Even though four people have said the same thing, it isn't until that one person and you're like, huh, (laughs) haven't considered that before, (laughs) you know, and it's all about the relationship first. So instead of jumping into our roles, which I am always guilty of and just getting to work and like, I can't wait to help you. And and they're like, who are you? And why do I care? And why are you telling me what to do? (laughs) It's not going to work. You know, same thing in the classroom with students, like they've got to have that bond with you first before you can start telling them what they need to do and why they need to do it and how it's going to benefit them. So as teacher leaders, no matter our role, our job is to guide other people towards improvement. You know, we are just talking about that, whether it's students or in the leadership role, whether it's teachers. So to move someone to improve, they have to want it. And to want it, they have to understand why it's important. So much so that they realize it is actually unacceptable to not be greater than they are in that moment. And that all right there is mindset stuff. It's not that capability or skill or how smart you are. That's just whether your mind is even ready to receive whatever's coming your way. And in order to be open to receive it, then there's a whole process in a second I'll go through. And that's the first step is just being ready to listen. And if you think about the people you lead right now, you might think, man, I've been flapping my gums at this person for years. No wonder they're not changing because they don't care what I have to say. In one ear, out the other, they think they know better. We don't have the relationship where it's even a place and time to speak what they need to hear. Feedback isn't just for poor performers either. It's all of us, even the ones giving the feedback. We need it in return too. Feedback on our feedback. <laughs> like, did I give it in the right way? Is my method the right way to give you feedback? Is what's, What about sizeability? Did I give it in bite-sized chunks or I give you too much? <laughs> Guilty. Uh, is it even realistic for what you can accomplish, especially through this pandemic? I mean, we really had to scale back what the expectation was and prioritize what are we going to target because we just can't do it all at the same level we've been doing it uh, and so forth. So if I were to break down the mindset of no, don't you dare tell me what to do <laughs> or what you think. Uh, And be able to translate to actually, oh my God, hold on, that's brilliant. Let me write it down. I'm going to implement it immediately. Like that, the gap between those two, what needs to happen is this. Here we go. Let's, let's work backwards. So we want, our goal is feedback to create change. So let's step, what happens before that? We've got to make it resonate. What's before that? We have to give them time to process. What's before that? They have to be open and ready. And what's before that? They got to be interested in who it is. So once what you have to say will be heard without defenses, it's going to be received. So we have to get their walls down, their defenses down. Then it's time to, you know, share it and let it simmer. They've got to process. They got to ruminate. Once they've openly heard it and they processed it, then it's time to allow it to resonate with them. And that means that they're going to connect to it. And that is what then drives the emotion needed to change their behavior. That's what we call their motivation. So once it hits home, it resonates, then they've now got the the reason to actually move forward on it rather than just saying, huh, that's a good idea. Or that's, that's nice. And then, you know, put it away to the side. Now they're ready to create change. And so that process was, they've got to be interested 
and you interested in that relationship to even be in conversation with you about the weather (laughs) before you get to any feedback on performance. Then once they're just interested in in talking with you, then they have to be open and ready. And many times people just want to surface talk. They don't want to talk about the real stuff. Uh, And so you might have a lot of teachers on that tier. And then once they're open and ready to hear from you, then they've got a process. So give them some time, give them some space to let it sink in, let the wheels turn. That way, then next step of that resonating, that's the secret sauce. We've got to make that connection, make it hit home so they know it's unacceptable to not change. Now that I know this information, I know a better way. I know I can be greater. I now have the motivation and the fire under me to go get it done. And that's when feedback brings change. So that was that little process there. Hey, y'all, popping in here real quick to remind you, if you are loving the podcast, hop on over to iTunes to leave a star rating and type in a few words for the review. This helps other educators find the show so they too can be empowered. Lots of love and thanks. Now back to the show. We are in the business of growing people to their potential, students and teachers. So if we can't reach them as people first, we can't reach them as professionals next. If we can't reach them, we can't grow them, change them, or influence them. See how it's all this connected thing. And I used to skip the relationship because I didn't think it mattered. I didn't think there was time. I wasn't interested and deeply getting to know so many teachers I was coaching. I just wanted to jump into action. And it took way too long for the teachers I was coaching to get great because I had to work backwards once I realized what my problem was and everyone else had all these amazing relationships and the teachers were wanting to move mountains, whatever the coach was saying. And I'm like, I'm over here saying the same thing. Why aren't you all doing anything? And it's because that relationship wasn't there. And I was able to work backwards, thankfully, make up for lost time and we were good to go. So I want you to take a second as you're listening to all this. Think about that one person in your life that when the world is just turned upside down, you go to for advice. That is your go-to person. Folks in my life always say, it is me. I was somehow born with this wisdom that is in no need indicative of my experience. I don't know why I have this gift. (laughs) Just thank the gods above. And uh, obviously it's also easier to give someone else advice because you're not emotionally involved and you're kind of an outside person. But people always come to me for advice. And in fact, my friend Nicole is like, you really need to be a life coach. I'm like, I just want to help educators. I want to talk about education, but maybe that'll be my next chapter. I don't know. However, so think about that one person in your life that is the person you go to for advice. And I want you to think deeply, why is that to be true? Are they just smart and they're always correct? You know, like a magic ball, they always get the answer right. Are they just nice and tell you what you want to hear or easy to talk to? Or are they someone who truly understands you and what you want and where you want to go? They understand your problem. They've maybe been there before. And they've got this proven track record of helping you get over obstacles in the past. You two have not only a relationship, but a past of going through the same thing, even though the challenges change. Uh, it's probably that last piece is you know and they have proven to show up for you and to help you through it. You can't get a track record without a relationship. You cannot become someone's go-to by always telling them your opinion or advice before you've earned the right to do so. Again, they have to be interested in you and open to hear it before they can even process what you're saying. Influence is an honor. 
ever have a student come back years later and just tell you like how one tiny comment you made changed the trajectory of their life? You're like, oh my God, I had no idea. Um, let me just, sorry to disappoint you, tell you this. <laughs> I'm going to pop your ego bubble for a second. But what you said probably wasn't very profound, but what it was, was valued. It had weight. They had a relationship with you. They cared what you thought. They wanted to be better in your eyes and for themselves. And so your feedback influenced them to take action. And action brought change. And change turned into success. Are you seeing how this is working? It was all because they were interested in you. They were open to whatever you had to say. They processed it. It resonated with them. And they went out and changed. If we don't follow that process of relationship first, our feedback will never land. We need to wait until our words have weight. That means we've got work to do. We've got to build some relationships. What a gift, right? To be able to impact people in this way. If we are to put this gift into action that we're talking about, we've got to put things in place and then we have to wait. <laughs> Building relationships takes a long time time. And everyone's relationships move at a different pace. So you're going to have teachers on your roster who are moving at a snail's pace and relationship with you. And you will have other people who you guys just click and off you run the races and good to go and transforming educators all over. And then there's folks in between and that's okay. So four quick steps to help you navigate the relationship process. First, get yourself into position. So you need to be in front of the people you're building relationship with. Behind text message and email is probably not going to cut it. We need some FaceTime here <laughs> and not just on the phone, <laughs> like legit in-person FaceTime. All right. Two, gather intel. You got to get to know them, like just as people, not professionals, because that'll come later. Just get to know people. Step three, give suggestions via a question. I was learning how to do this better a couple of years ago. I made that my goal because I would just shoot out what I needed them to do. And I knew it was right and I knew it was going to help. But sometimes in order for it to move to that resonate phase, you have to give them time to ruminate over it. And the better way to get them to ruminate is to not give them the solution, but it's to give them the question that leads them to the solution. So they sit and think and like, you know... I think I've decided what I'm going to do and you're listening and you're like, yep, that's exactly what I wanted to tell you to do. But they had to come to that on their own. And then step four is go. It's go time. It's time to give that advice. Once you've prepped and done enough questions to guide them, it, it is okay to just be like, boom, this is what I think you should do. So that step of one, get yourself in a position to gather intel Three, give suggestions via questions. And four, go. And yes, alliteration, I just can't help myself. So let me remind you, feedback is worthless if the person isn't ready to hear it. I don't know how right or wise you are. I mean, just shut it. <laughs> just shut your mouth until it is time. Waiting on the perfect time. Wait until it's worth it. And it's only worth it once your words have weight. And to get there, you got to feed the relationship. And that just takes time to build commonalities and trust. And that's when what you have to say matters. So I'm going to give you three next steps to get yourself moving and grooving here with making sure your words have weight when you give feedback on others' performance. So step one here, 
grab your teacher roster and group your teachers. So who is ready to receive feedback from you? That's very, you know, direct advice. Who is almost ready? So you have built a relationship with these groups of people and they are almost at the stage where you can just kind of say it and be blunt and and get there. And then there's the folks in the waiting room. They are taking their snail's pace time and it is unsure if they will get to the place where they can hear it, but you're still going to give it your best shot to build that relationship. So get the roster and start grouping them. Step two, I want you to then create a targeted plan for each of the groups. So what is your plan to continue to fostering relationships with folks that are already at the place where you're giving direct feedback? And then what is your plan for the folks who are almost there? How can we get them over the mark where they are ready to have that feedback? And then what's your game plan for those in the waiting room who just really need a push? They need it slow and steady. You got to be in front of them a lot for just a short period of time to build that relationship. And step three is execute, which really means wait, 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 wait some more. And then when it's time, you can start giving that feedback. So your next steps, get the roster and group. Step two, create the targeted plan for each group. And then three, just execute, which sadly is a lot of waiting. (laughs) All right, y'all. I hope that you felt empowered by that message today. It is a wrap for this week's podcast episode on wait until your words have weight. You can now go out and be great because you've been empowered. (laughs) 